0: Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McMill. This episode is a Bible study on chapter five of 1 John. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. Holy Spirit, please guide us and help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out His commands. This is love for God, to obey His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the only one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are only three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Anyone who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. In verse 1, whenever we believe in Jesus Christ and we're saved, then we have a new life in Christ and we're born of God. We are children of God the Father. And we can't love God the Father unless we love and believe in Jesus Christ. And verses 2 through 3, whenever we love God and we obey his commands, we will love the children of God and other people. Because like we saw in our Bible study from chapter 4 of the book of 1 John, God gave us the command that whoever loves God must also love his brother. And verses 4 through 5, Jesus Christ has overcome the world. And whenever we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and we're saved and we have a new life in Jesus, we've overcome the world. And this is only our temporary home. Our true home is in heaven with Jesus and God the Father. In verse 6, when John says, The one who came by water and blood. Jesus came and walked on this earth. And even though throughout the centuries there have been many different ideas about what this phrase means, the oldest recorded Christian understanding of this passage is probably the best explanation. And that is that John means that the water that Jesus came by is the water of Jesus' baptism whenever John the Baptist baptized Jesus. And we saw that in Luke chapter 3 and verse 21. I'm just going to read this with you guys real quick here. It says, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. I actually read verse 22 also. And then the blood that John is talking about here in verse 6 of chapter 5 of 1 John is the blood of Jesus' crucifixion whenever he died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And the Spirit who testifies is the Holy Spirit that God sends to those who believe in Jesus Christ to counsel us and to show us the truth. And the Holy Spirit only speaks truth that he hears from God the Father. So in verses 7 through 8, there's a note here in my Bible that says, Late manuscripts at the Vulgate testify in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that testify on earth. And then it goes on to say the spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. So people can accept man's testimony, but the testimony of God is greater than the testimony of man because God is the Almighty. He's our creator. And God the Father gave this testimony about his Son, Jesus Christ. And we can see about the testimonies of Jesus in John chapter 5. And if you want to read further into that, I did go over that in our Bible study on John chapter 5. But I'm just going to read a couple verses with you guys here. John chapter 5, verses 36 through 38 say, I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the very work that the Father has given me to finish, and which I am doing, testifies that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his word, nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you. For you do not believe the one he sent. You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I actually read verses 39 through 40 also. Testing, testing, one, two, testing, testing. Oh, what's up, friend? (laughs) Sorry to interrupt this episode, but I just wanted to remind you, if you didn't already know or didn't already purchase, that Christ Transforms Me, my 90-day journal for transformation of the heart, mind, and spirit of the Christian woman, is available for purchase on Amazon. And for everyone that has purchased, thank you so much. I'm so beyond grateful for you guys. And I really hope that this journal helps you guys and you experience transformation through it. But if you want to purchase the journal or learn more about it, go to www.faithfuelsmyfire.com slash journal. Now let's get back to this episode. So in these verses here, this is Jesus Christ talking about his testimonies about him. And we can see that the very work that Jesus did on the earth testifies that the Father had sent him. God the Father testifies himself concerning Jesus. And all throughout the scripture, we can see testimonies of Jesus Christ. So whenever we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, His testimony is in our heart. But the ones that don't believe has made God out to be a liar because they don't believe the testimony that God the Father has given about God the Son. And verse 11, God the Father has given us eternal life through His Son, Jesus Christ. He loved us so much that He sent His Son to die on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And whoever believes in Jesus Christ and is saved by Him has eternal life in heaven with Him and God the Father. And the only way to have eternal life in heaven and the only way to be saved is by believing in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that he should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot harm him. We know that we are children of God, and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. All right, so those are all the verses of chapter 5 of 1 John, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. In verse 13, John is writing these things to the believers of Jesus Christ to let them know that they have eternal life in Christ and in heaven with God the Father and Jesus Christ when it's their time to go. And verses 14 through 15, Whenever we pray to God and ask of anything that's according to his will, he hears us. Now, this doesn't mean that he's going to answer any prayer that we have of worldly things or things that we want. But whenever we ask things according to his will, he hears us. And if it's in his will, he's going to answer our prayers. And it may not be the way that we want them answered. It may not be on our timing because everything is in God's timing and his timing is perfect. But whenever we follow God and we obey his commands and we stay in constant relationship with Christ and we worship him and pray to God, then we can have confidence in praying to him and asking for things according to his will. And verses 16 through 17. So the first thing that we should do whenever we see someone that sins and it doesn't lead to death, we should pray for them. And John says that there is a sin that leads to death. And here he probably means a sin that leads to physical death. And there is an example of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 27 through 30. So I'm going to read these verses with you guys here real quick. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. So it seems what John is saying here in verse 16 of chapter 5 of 1 John is that a believer can sin to the point where God believes that it's just best to bring them home. And whenever a Christian's sin leads to death, there's no point in praying for them because that situation is in God's hands alone. In verses 18 through 20, what John is talking about here in verse 18, we saw in our Bible study from chapter 3 of 1 John. The one who is born of God is Jesus Christ. He is God the Son, and he keeps us safe. And he protects us from the evil one, which is the devil. Whenever we're staying fully submitted to the will of God the Father, and we're saved, and we have the Holy Spirit within us, and we are praying to God and worshiping Him, obeying His commands, following Jesus, and seeking to live and have a heart like Jesus, we cannot be harmed by the evil one, by the devil. This world is full of evil and corruption, and The whole world is under the control of the devil. But we, as believers of Jesus Christ, are children of God. And we are not controlled by the devil. But we belong to God. In verse 20, we know that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into the earth. And whenever we're saved and believe in Jesus Christ, we're given that understanding. We have the Holy Spirit within us. And the Holy Spirit guides us and shows us truth. And whenever we're saved, we are dead in our sins and alive in Jesus. And we are in Jesus Christ and we are in God the Father. In verse 21, John says to keep ourselves from idols. We cannot be deceived by this world and have idols and people we look up to or things we look up to or things that we put above God. We have to make sure we're standing firm in our faith. We're believing in Jesus Christ. We're following God. We're loving God with all of our heart and we're letting the Holy Spirit guide us and we cannot be conformed to this world or be deceived by this world or put anything else before God in our lives. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is, whenever we believe in Jesus Christ, we are children of God. Number two is, God's testimony is greater than the testimony of men. And number three is, we have to pray for those that we see sin and it doesn't lead to death. So that concludes this Bible study on chapter 5 of 1 John. And that also concludes all the Bible studies on 1 John Next week, we're going to go into 2nd John, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. i see you guys next week. Bye, guys.